Are you ready to get out of your head and into the heart? Into the heart space, an intentional space for deep diving, heartfelt conversations, spiritual discussion, and conscious raising content. I'm Kelly Keith, and I'm so grateful to be here creating with you all. So let's get cozy into our hearts and rise together once again. Alrighty, HeartSpace listeners, today we have a very special guest, uh, my dear friend and value-packed human, Tyrone Robinson. Uh, Tyrone Robinson is the owner of Opportunities to Serve, a growth and marketing firm that specializes in working with small businesses and entrepreneurs. Ty is passionate about building and creating world-class organizations that significantly impact the success and satisfaction of their employees, internal and external customers, shareholders, and communities. Tyrone also serves as a speaker, board member of the Chester Education Foundation, Local Entrepreneur Network, and is the author of the book, The Light Within Us All, Life Lessons Through Self-Discovery. Hi, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so through your introduction alone, it shows that you're a very multifaceted um, professional being, and I find that a common trait along a lot of the people that we interview is that there are different outlets that that everyone's finding themselves expressed moving through that. Um, before we even dive into any of the work, I'd love to know how you can balance doing all these different things that you do. <laughs> That's actually a great question. I schedule it, uh, to be honest. So, um, for instance, because I own my own business, I can kind of take breaks when I want to. I can do work when I want to. Um, and it allows me to create balance, like for instance, I went to the grocery store a couple hours ago for my break uh, from the work that I was doing. Uh, at the moment, I'm working with about seven to ten businesses all at the same time uh, on any given day. And so, you know, I, I try to plan out at least a day or two that I'll know that I can actually get ahead of. Um, so I kind of schedule some time to do other things. Uh, you know, those boards that you mentioned in the introduction, I actually had to attend my conference call uh, just this week because I was sort of knocking things out here at the office. So, um, you know, there's ways to, I guess, trickle in some balance, but there's also ways to schedule it. Um, I've got my time to do, and then there's some things to, or time to take advantage of just the ability to have such flexibility in the day. Uh, that I enjoy as well. So grocery shopping is fun to me. I like to do it. So that counted as like some free time and structured time all the month. Amazing. And do you have any specific tools that you like to use in your scheduling? Do you have like a planner or are you more of just like a to-do list? Like what's that look like for you? Oh, that looks crazy for me. <laughs> I have actually plastered uh, all over the wall. So I can actually write on the wall with uh, dry erase markers. I have... Um, some kind of wallpaper covering that allows me to do that. I also have about six calendars that I write on with a dry erase marker and two dry erase boards that I use for to-do lists. Uh, I found that I was wasting a lot of paper, not necessarily wasting, but literally writing down to-dos for everything that I need to do. Uh, so like I said, I invested in the wallpaper, the dry erase boards, uh, each board has a different purpose, um, but I'm a hands-on person still. Uh, I prefer to write it out. I like to see and visualize it. I've also been using a tool called Coggle, C-O-G-G-L-E, to build mind maps uh, to increase the transparency and encourage the engagement piece with the clients that I'm working with. So um, as I take things off of my to-do list from my dry erase boards, 
unable to transfer that into uh, the Cabo map that allows the client and customer partner to know that this work has been done and this is what they need to know um, as the takeaway for the result of that one piece of the relationship. So I'll say I used the dry erase board and I used Cabo. Uh, those are my top two for this year. Amazing, and you're living my dream. I have like this dream of having a room that is just whiteboard to be like maybe with a window so I don't go crazy, but like to be able to just like let my mind go on that. So that's amazing. And Cobble, is that a free tool? Is that paid? I'll include a link in the show notes for that. So what's that look like? Free software. Cool. Uh, but um, I think the subscription is only like $5 a month or something like that. It allows you to build multiple maps to share with a lot of different people. So I immediately invested in this when I first found out about it through a coaching client of mine. Um, she shared some of her thoughts with me through Cosmo, and I was hooked ever since. It was maybe just a few weeks ago, and I've already implemented it into my uh, business relationships. Incredible. And... A little bit later, we'll dive into the power of words and our vocabulary. So I want to touch on that. But I just want to highlight how many times you've already used the word invest in everything that you're, you know, choosing to spend or invest money in is an investment for, uh, you know, to enhance the experience for yourself and others. So that's amazing. Um, and with opportunities to serve, you said you're working with like seven to ten businesses right now. What are you doing when you're working with these businesses? Uh, for most of them, I am in charge of developing uh, their client management systems and their markets. So many businesses that I work with are businesses that have been going and have employees that may not just be entrepreneurs, consultants, they may work under a larger umbrella brand, et cetera, et cetera. But what most of them need is a back office that is operationally efficient. So meaning all the systems and tools need to talk and work together uh, to be able to uh, enhance their workflow. Uh, so a lot of what I do is connect the dots that may be missing uh, or could use uh, some work in order to increase the efficiency and the revenues of the business or company. So. Um, the marketing piece to me comes latter in the relationship because I usually start with the branding, the messaging, the imagery, uh, building all of the creative assets, connecting all of the dots with the software and tools like I was speaking about. And then uh, we launch into a full-scale marketing piece, but I'm still very much involved in the client relationship. So, you know, when you're marketing, someone enters the funnel, you know, where do they enter? Uh, how do we keep in contact with them? How do we connect with them? How do we encourage engagement? Uh, how do we get them to buy or uh, participate in a service that we are offering? Um, all of these things have actual answers. Uh, and so what I do with businesses is I build out the communication throughout the lifetime of the, the cycle that a buyer will go into in any uh, sort of market. And it allows us obviously save time, but to assess for uh, the efficiency of every conversation for each unique group. Uh, some people call them buckets, some people call them segments, uh, but the point is we're having unique conversations uh, with the people we need to be speaking with, and we're able to do that accurately and efficiently through the system that I start building uh, in the back end of the office um, just to create that structure. I capture it all on the dashboard or two uh, so that, again, the transparency is there. Uh, but we're going for operational efficiency uh, just so we know where we're best spending our money. Incredible. And hard space listeners, Ty and I have been a good friends for a couple of years now. So I can say he's definitely the master of effectiveness and efficiency in systems. Just conversations with him of breaking things down, of how to simplify and attending some of the free webinars that you've hosted in the past of, you know, how to engage with customers. You are, you know what you're talking about, for sure. And with that, you know, you are one of the most grounded and logical people that I know. 
uh, one of the many reasons that I love you and appreciate uh, our relationship. It's a great balance. Um, can you share some insight of how you navigate all of the different projects and customers and your own personal things going on that allow you to kind of stay calm, cool, and collected in your demeanor and in the clarity of your mindset? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I, I honestly think it was something that I was born with. Um, I also believe it was something that I had to uh, learn to use successfully through taking quite a bit of losses uh, during times in my life. So if you've ever taken a loss at any point, it's not necessarily a loss until you, know, you haven't learned anything from it. Um, you have changed in the wisdom. Uh, so for me, just watching people, how they operate, was big. Uh, again, my own things in my life that I had lost an opportunity or something. Um, just being able to learn where I could have been better to not have taken that loss is very big. So at this point in my life, I understand that certain things need to get done uh, for whatever reason they need to get done. Um, there's an order of importance and priority in everything. Um, and for me, you know, the phone rings all day, emails come in all day. I'm either speaking with a new client, old client, you know, this or that. Um, so a great memory is involved. I always have to have every single answer for every single call. Um, and I think it's, it's really easy to do that because I've already, you know, read about quite a bit of things that I guess increase your ability to focus or increase your ability to uh, be aware at all times. So for me, my day is, is really just based on what I feel uh, needs to be done in order of priority. Uh, so I, I always plan my day based on things I can take off of my to-do list um, before I kind of settle in and that that are over a period of time. Uh, so, you know, the scheduling piece is important. Uh, being able to say, you know, this entire week I'm not doing any events, I'm not doing anything that involves me getting up, leaving at the office uh, is big. Um, that's also a lot of discipline as well. Um, you know, I, I honestly can go on forever. I think it's a lot of things that contribute to how I operate um, and how I do so efficiently. Again, you know, just in any given day, I'm speaking with 14 different people, maybe about 14 different things. And um, while I'm talking, I have on my plate 40 more different things to be doing. Um, you know, it's just it's just a matter of I guess practicality. You know, just looking at the day each day for what it is worth and what you can get out of it. So, you know, when you're able to call something out, I know some people get a feel-good feeling from that. I don't necessarily, <laughs> but I say to myself, you know, who can I convert to my next list? I have several lists, so I have an active working list. I have clients who are still retaining my services and can call at any moment. Um, and get themselves back on the active list. And then I have a list that um, is unchanging. And so for me, you know, the small wins come when I can convert someone to active to inactive, at least for a week or so. You know, so those are like smaller projects and things like that. Um, that's big for me because it means I have more time to give to my clients that need more attention. Um, and the attention part is where I get my joy from, not just crossing off on the to-do list. So when I'm able to spend, you know, six hours or eight hours on one client, you know, I, I actually like that uh, versus spending, you know, an hour here, an hour there uh, within the day. So I have, you know, the eight-hour work theory ingrained in me like the rest of us kind of mm -hmm. do. So at the minimum, I make sure I get in eight hours, but... I like what I do so much that, you know, I'll still be doing what I'm doing at 8 o'clock a.m. at midnight. 
And it's not because I feel I have to. Honestly, it's just want to. I like doing it. And it's my relaxing time while I'm doing that stuff. So, you know, I, I get a lot from the work that I do because it helps uh, these businesses in such a huge way um, that I'm always just kind of seeking those results. Uh, obviously, you always want to provide a service that uh, people can be proud about. Um, but you also want to be proud of it as well. So I take a lot of pride in what I do and the effort that I put into it. Amazing. That's so many things just were packed in there. And so I just want to kind of extract and emphasize that you find the most effectiveness and efficiency and space to really serve those that you're working with through, you know, structure and discipline and focus. Uh, I think a big one there, um, you know, being in the city and being of the, or the cusp of like the millennial generation, like the attention and there's always things that want to pull us in different directions and there's so many different events and connecting and the opportunities are endless professionally and profession personally and professionally. So really being able to honor those things on the list that we not only want to get done but need to get done is really important. And also love how you can hear that it's it's true that you that it comes with ease to you and I think that that's a common theme as well, those who are really living authentically to how they're meant to serve, who have done the work to align with that and find that. Um, so thank you for all that. And how did you get to the work that you're doing now and really find that this was your calling? Well, I stumbled upon it. I uh, went to school, uh, majored in psychology. I got out. Uh, I worked in the field in several different areas. I found that I was really effective working with people with severe mental illness, helping them get back to work and back to school successfully. I was a uh, top person doing that nationally for some time. Um, and so it gave me some, I, I guess, what you would call flexibility while working within an organization to create a program for those same people, but to increase the community integration aspect of recovery. Um, at the time, I don't think it was being done really well. Um, and so we created a program, and I'm gonna keep it short, but we created a program, uh, hired teachers, built partnerships in the community to fund the program, et cetera, et cetera. Um, by the second year of the program, the uh, outside vendors that we would hire to supplement some of the curriculum uh, took a liking to me, obviously, because of how I ran uh, the program, but just the professionalism involved in the results that were being seen. And um, one of those people actually offered to buy me out of my seat uh, from that organization just to work with their business uh, solely. So we started a relationship. I was still working as a therapist counselor physician. Uh, and then after work, I would head to her office uh, and help her uh, administratively, operationally. And maybe about six months into that, I transitioned into the full-time position working with her. Um, that following year, we were awarded for a record sales for her business. Uh, she hadn't reached that number that we reached in 17 years. Uh, so uh, we also took a trip to California, which was a, a larger conference for people who were in the same industry as her. Um, I met a ton of people there and you know, made a lot of contact to the point where I was working with people within that same industry uh, across the country, um, either by building websites for them, uh, consulting for them, and the ways of marketing or business development, uh, and it just kind of grew from there. So in that second, actually that first full year with this company, uh, I transitioned into a business development and marketing role, and I just sort of found a knack for all of the pages, which I am responsible for to this day for my own business, but I enjoyed 
the uh, operational piece quite a bit, and I enjoyed the marketing piece quite a bit. So, you know, with the operations, just being able to walk into a business, have a conversation with a business owner or an entrepreneur, and hear for inefficiencies, hear for where we could make some changes, hear for, you know, all the little things that somehow I've developed an ear for, maybe through um, providing therapeutic services in the way that I did. Um, maybe all of that connected. And so now that I have uh, a huge knack for the operations piece and marketing, which is why uh, opportunities to serve has switched its focus from administrative kinds of work to just full-scale growth and marketing. So we're able to effectively help businesses grow and scale through the back office piece, being able to uh, make sure the numbers uh, are what they need to be in every piece of the puzzle to sort of justify all of our moves, which obviously brings in uh, revenue on one end, but also helps us spend better on another end uh, and scale efficiently effectively over time. So it's just really a, a paying attention to what I was learning throughout this process or journey uh, and just seeing what resonated the most with me. You know, I, I think the operational piece is my favorite still because, you know, in the first 30 days of working with the business, I'm able to make myself very valuable, uh, maybe more valuable than, you know, most can say they do or are within 30 days anyway. Um, just by connecting the dots that aren't connected on mm -hmm. And so the next 60 days is, is a breeze. You know, I've already earned my keep. It feels good, but we're still making big gains quite a bit um, within those first three months. So it, it definitely is still something that I'm passionate about the operational side. It allows the marketing side to be more effective because you know where things are coming from. Um, what the operations are taking care of. So it's a long story to say uh, I learned quite a bit from the psych background in terms of listening, uh, being able to identify what people aren't saying even when they are saying things, um, being able to uh, build rapport and reflect uh, accurately uh, mm -hmm. because quite honestly, when I work with the business, they may give me two paragraphs full of information, and I my assignment is to create an entire business and brand, which is quite a bit more than two paragraphs. Uh, a real example was I had a business company uh, that hadn't started uh, earlier last week, and I was given literally two paragraphs about the business, and I turned that into 27 pages. Hmm. And so, you know, being able to have the opportunity to build for and or with someone, um, you know, I, I like that kind of thing. And being able to say, hey, you know, if you do this, you might want to consider this, this, and this because it works like this and this and this. So you're educating, uh, you're listening, you're building rapport, you're doing so many things in one, um, and all things that I just happen to really like to do. Incredible amazing to hear the journey of how you really applied everything that you learn in each experience, what it is that can develop you as a person, and then doing that check-in of how you can serve best. And it's refreshing to have a conversation of where you have found that the best place for you to be able to serve is in the business space of building and helping those who have a passion that they're pursuing their own business and their own baby to be able to really take that and bring it to the next level off of your experiences. It's really refreshing to be able to see that you're able to really evolve with that. So kudos to you. Um, I would love to highlight and tap into your psych experience that will never go away. And with that, you know, how much of a role do you find it plays for business owners and different people that you work with in the psychology and their mindset and their mental health in correlation to how their business is operating? 
believe most of my job is getting people unstuck. And I use that terminology all the time because business owners are notorious for being in their own way. And so a lot of what I do is coaching. A lot of what I do is building trust uh, to be able to have those conversations because, you know, the psychology or mental state of anybody reflects on their behavior and what they do. Uh, you know, that's no secret, but when you're trying to run a business and people are depending on you, either through your services or through uh, your ability to employ them, you know, you have a huge responsibility. And so when people come to me, they're usually at a point where they're ready to grow their business. But a lot of times they're not ready to give up anything in terms of being able to delegate or trust someone um, can do the same thing. Uh, maybe with the same passion or effectiveness as they can. So, again, a lot of it is just working with people to build a rapport, to be able to gain their trust. And from the trust part, it's very simple. You know, as long as I hold my end of the bargain up, you know, people are going to trust me. As long as they can always call anyone at any time, which I'm always willing to uh, create partnerships. So, you know, I very often connect people who make sense to know other people within the network of businesses that I work with. And when people can have the same uh, report as everyone else, you know, in terms of, you know, great work, great effort, et cetera, et cetera, uh, it really just inspires uh, really a lot of engagement, I believe. So, you know, when you can get small victories within a relationship early, it really does change the psychology of the whole thing um, pretty easily. Uh, but you have to gain the trust and you have to have, uh, I guess, the, the worthiness of a network or people who can actually boost the morale um, very easily. You know, people affect other people very easily, which is why social media is social media today. You know, if you have a page with 100 likes and a page with 10,000 likes, they offer the same information. Where are people going to go? There's 10,000 likes. So, you know, the psychology of it all is really just being aware that people do have some barriers and challenges. You know, you don't know what they are when you start, you know, right up front. But if you're really good at listening, asking the right questions, building trust, connecting people, um, the job becomes easier. Incredible. And is there any simple tools that someone, I know, you know, ideal is to work with a coach and to work with someone who can see those blind spots and point it out. And that's one of my favorite things to do with those that I'm coaching as well. But is there anything that someone who might be feeling stuck, whether they're in their business or they're starting, something that they can do to shift things up and give themselves a little change to maybe rattle themselves a little unstuck? Besides call me, (laughs) always, you could literally always, I think, just reach out to someone who's been in your position before. Um, Mentorship's always there. Um, The ability to connect with people is easier than ever. There's no reason to, to really not take a flyer and or take a chance and just ask someone for some feedback. Um, you know, seek advice, read a book. Uh, it really doesn't matter how you take it in. You know, podcast, webinar, it, it doesn't matter. But it does have to motivate you to do something that is geared toward your overall goal or objective. We're not talking about being swayed to take a vacation. We're talking about, you know, find something that will give you some kind of motivation in the right direction. Um, and people take in things differently. You know, for me, you know, I stay motivated literally because I just like helping people in the ways that I do. If I am not doing that at the rate that I want to be doing it, I feel that um, there's a huge decrease. Uh, maybe in like happiness somewhere or maybe like satisfaction somewhere but I feel it you know and I work hard not just to not feel that way but 
I work hard because it feels good. Mm. Um, and I know if I continue to work in the direction that I do, I'll never really have to feel the opposite way because there's always something to be done. So, you know, for me, I was able to create a business and run a business based on all things that I like to do. I don't do anything that I don't like to do in my day. So, you know, for other people, if they need a job, you know, do what you're most passionate about. Um, even if it's just building it for a customer or, or a client to come. Um, like I said, when I found the Coggle software, I literally, <laughs> literally paid uh, one of my employees to take some time to build maps or pieces of a relationship that I'm not even in with any of my clients or my new clients. Uh, but just to have it on record that I can push it out there when necessary. So even something like doing something that is not even necessary at the moment, but just mapping it out gives you some sort of uh, motivation to get there. You know, so for instance, I think there were about eight maps that I designed um, handwritten. And I, like I said, I paid to have it uh, put in a cobble format, but while I was writing it, handwriting it, I was literally excited to get to use the software in that way. And I was excited to share the process with people in a way that they could actually see it versus just hear. I was excited for 400 different reasons, mm -hmm. and I wasn't intending on using it until you know, next month, this month after, you know, none of them are actually appropriate for the new people that have just come forward. But, you know, again, I get excitement from doing things that I can plan in the future. So, you know, maybe that's one thing you can do is plan for the future, plan for that relationship that is your ideal relationship and already had it mapped out, you know, and I 100% I believe uh, you know, kind of like speaking it into existence, I guess. But I 100% believe that once you build for the future, it's very easy to align pieces to match up to that to that work or that effort. Um, you know, it's just about building it first. You know, so for me, that's what I would say. If you are stuck and you're trying to get unstuck, you need some motivation. Start building a process for the customer or client that you would love to have, you know, and then go after that type of person. Um, you know, the fun is in the chase, but it's also in the preparation. Wow, uh, Heartshape listeners, that was just a lot of value packed into a short period. So just to kind of highlight that again, you know, reaching out to a mentor and, you know, asking for some feedback or someone who's been in a similar position read a book or find a podcast that resonates and then, you know, creating a system even if it's for a hypothetical project that brings you excitement. Um, I love all of that. I'm a big fan of visualization work um, and planning for the future. Too, I actually had a friend recently drop a new practice on my radar that I really enjoyed is writing a letter to my future self and doing that even like a week out and writing to say it's, it's Thursday today when we're recording to say I would write as the me of next Thursday and I just reflect on the things that happened and that were accomplished and that I was able to achieve and then writing that letter and sending it to myself and then reading it a Thursday from now and more often than not almost everything that's on that list has been accomplished. So it's kind of planting self in the future of being like, oh, it's already been done. So it's like you said, speaking it into That's existence. Cool. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, give it a shot. It's, it's been really cool doing it a week out, a month out, a year out, and it's just, it's like time traveling. It's really fun. <laughs> you know what? I, I hadn't thought about it in those ways, but it absolutely is. And, and again, you're driven. Once you have written it down, you're driven to do it. You know, and it really does work. You know, like I said, I had the vision of these mind maps and how I wanted them, and maybe an hour went into me designing the first one, 
uh, one of my clients, literally the one that I had in mind to use this offer for, he like writes me at some weird time, maybe like 10 p.m., but he was on vacation in Hawaii, so the time zone was different. Um, but he literally texted me while I was designing it, and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I, I don't know necessarily about the universe connecting or communicating, but I do know with effort things come to you. And, you know, when you're working with somebody in mind and they write to you, it's like a, you know, if you need a sign, that would be one. You know, mm-hmm. and hey, you know, I am, you know, doing this for the right reason, the right purposes, for the right people. Um, you know, so it, it is a huge thing just to get it out there somewhere. Uh, and build toward it. Absolutely. That kind of segues into, as I mentioned before, Ty and I have been friends for a few years now. Wow, time flies, especially today. This is at least a few at this point now. Um, and we connected on many things, but one of them really being words as writers and the power of words and the mindset. Um, and Ty wrote the book, The Light Within Us All, Life Lessons Through Self-Discovery, which I'll include a link to. Let me know the best way to do that um, after we record. And it's a great, grounded, practical, easy-to-read book that's just full of perspective and really tapping into the power of our mindset and our highest selves, essentially. Um, If you would be open to it, I'd love to share with everyone like, what inspired you to write this book and what it means to you and you know whatever from that you want to share I'd love to put that out there um, well the inspiration was really just to get it done I, I thought when I left mental health at the time I, I realized that I hit the ceiling in terms of where I could go in the position that I was in with the organization I was in there was no nothing more I can do, but there was plenty more that I could give. And so, while recognizing that I was transitioning into the business world and leaving the nonprofit world, I wanted to just leave something behind in terms of what I had learned um, and reflect on some of my own experiences, but just build off of all of the things that have kind of come my way, um, even. Even some of the feedback um, is written and these books are written with reference to uh, from people that I've helped over the years, maybe people who have even given me more credit than I may have deserved in their lives. Um, you know, all of it has meant so much to me that I didn't want to leave uh, the nonprofit world without uh, leaving it something in return. And so the book was literally just to be able to share some of what I had gained over those years. Uh, and I didn't really realize that at the time, I would still be gaining um, mm-hmm. quite a bit. Obviously, life experiences happened. And, you know, I've, I've taken in quite a bit since then, since the first book. I think it was released in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in just a short amount of time, I felt, you know, just a few weeks ago that I had the right amount of content to write another book um, because I was originally going to write just one book, but I broke it into three parts um, just because I thought it would be easier to digest uh, part by part. So, you know, the inspiration initially, again, was just to leave something behind as a return uh, for having the opportunity to play the part that I did in the people's lives like I did. And then the second part is more or less for me uh, and my commitment to, you know, keeping my words and finishing what I started. So, you know, two different intentions maybe, but for the same reason, you know, when I, I hear people, um, again, give me maybe more credit than I ever think I deserve how much the book has helped them in some way or um, reflections that the book has caused them to have or you know, any any kind of feedback really is you know, it's believable, you know, that's why I wrote it. But, you know, when you hear it, mm-hmm. it it kinda inspires me to um, 
again, just listen for what's being said, why it's being said, how it's being said, you know. The things that I don't say are more interesting than the things that I do say. So when people say something, I'm also keeping them under that same consideration. And if it made that difference here, you know, how could it be more effective or why would it so effective? I'm asking myself so many questions. And it kind of just goes into how I'll approach the next couple of parts. So again, the, the second pieces are literally just because, you know, I have to do it <laughs> because I set out to do it. Uh, but it's also because I, I have a lot of things that I have uh, learned in a short amount of time that I would like to share uh, and things that I know other people are struggling with that I know I could at least provide a positive outlook or sense Amazing, and you're always so modest, and he truly is exactly the person that you're here right now. He's exactly the person he is through and through. Um, if it's not going to make you uncomfortable, I actually flipped through um, the book earlier today. Okay, I scrolled through this on my iPad, but I was scrolling through some finger scrolls. That's the only way I read. Really, I'm more of a book. I'm still trying to move into the digital, but I'm more of a. I'm a more hands-on. You're only digital. Only. This is more efficient. That makes sense if that would be you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> when you it's neat when you highlight. You can take notes right there. You can do your thing. Like, it's the only way that I'd like to read the book. Interesting. Now, with that, when you're highlighting, do you have a way to be able to scroll through and like see your notes and the highlights easier? I do. If you're using iBook, you should. There's there's a content tab, a bookmark tab, and a note tab. So all of your notes are saved in the order that you save them. Uh, and the highlights, like I literally use different colors for different things. So if it's, maybe it's green, and that means I need to go check, you know, the source of it. So I want to learn more about it. Then I'll underline something red that is just for my retention. Then I'll highlight something blue that I want to reflect on. I mean, you can do all of these things, but it was a, a finger touch. So, you know, for me, when I read, I don't read anything that I don't have interest in, mm-hmm. um, in terms of, I mean, I really only have interest in a few things, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> you know yourself, you know, that's cool. It's, it's like philosophy, psychology, religion, like those three things. Uh, in no particular order, but they kind of speak to the same principles. Uh, all of these things speak to principles and, and well-noted ways to do things. And so I'm always interested in those kind of things that I can actually apply. So when I use the, the digital form of the book, it allows me to do that in a color-coded way, keep it all neat, keep everything together in terms of how many books I mean, I order everything. <laughs> everything has a folder. I mean, so, you know, it, it's a huge presence for me at this point. You're amazing. That organization, Heart Space Listeners, just went on a whole other level of another way to be more efficient in your life. So I hope that works. And feel free to comment below your own opinions of digital versus a real book and how you work with that. Because any more insights of how to convert from physical books to electronic, especially while I'm traveling. Like, I'll have, like, extra, like... I could do a whole podcast on that one. Okay, well, let's, re- let's schedule. Like, let's do... That would actually be really fun. Let's do that. Um, but off of the digital book that I did, that's kind of funny. That's one of the few books that I did have in that form is yours. Um, if you're comfortable, I want to read one of the excerpts that I think is just powerful, just hearing this alone will resonate for anyone listening. Are you cool with that? Sure. What page? Oh, I wrote, I, <laughs> old school, I actually wrote it down on a piece of paper. I pulled it out. Um, it really, like, there's something with the flow of words, but it's towards the end. I want to say it's like the third to last page. Okay. That's it, it's towards the end of the book. And it's, you are more than the mistakes of your past. You're more than your should-haves and what-ifs. You're more than your weaknesses. You're more than your flaws. 
You are more than the opinions of others. You are more than what you know. You are more than the sum of your possessions. You are more than your greatest comparisons. You are more than what your ego whispers to you that you are or are not. You are more. You are more because you have the ability to lead, motivate, provide direction, inspire growth, counsel, comfort, enlighten, educate, encourage, and empower. Tell yourself you are beyond good enough because it is affirmations like these that prove your life has meaning, and that meaning is the guide towards your happiness. And I love that so much. I feel we live in a society, especially with social media and everyone on the grind, it's like, it's so easy to forget that we are enough exactly as we are and that we have the ability to be more. And it's just beautiful, Matt. And that's just like a kid. Like, that's just one page, everyone. Like, it's just save for that for a moment. Page 172. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and the book is just full of that. And maybe we've nerded out on this a lot, but like the power of words in our mindset. Let's nerd out on that for a moment. Well, you know what? It, again, I, I know words are powerful for people because I see kind of how people break themselves down with words, but it's kind of like I said, on my to-do list, for most people, crossing something off is a joke, and it's not mine. So for words, I actually never say anything that is on myself because it's not proven. You know, I, I look at a lot of things from, you know, a reality side. Um, there has to be some proof. And so, you know, if I'm doing everything I need to do, I know what it will produce. I know what it has produced. I know, you know, all of the statistics of my own life. And I know that certain actions or certain behaviors or certain disciplines are necessary in various uh, environments, but I know for sure what allows me to operate at my capacity. So, you know, I, I wrote this book with a lot of different people in mind, not necessarily myself, but, you know, it, it's my actions that actually uh, kind of give me that strength. You know, I, I already know the words. You know, I know it's true, and I know it's not. But my actions or my behaviors prove it to me. And I'm big on proof. Uh, so for me, you know, like I said, if it's a matter of having discipline to be able to work with so many different people at any given time of the day, um, then it's very easy to, to follow the blueprint of success that I've already had. You know, I'll never have a day where I say, I can't handle this because I've already proven it. Um, I never had any of those hiccups. Now, the company you keep in some, some instances may be spurring some of those thoughts, or maybe you're looking at something on social media, to stick on social media, and you say, you know, I work very hard, but I'm not at the, the level that person is. Um, you know, these things kind of happen, but they don't have to happen. We're very much responsible for um, everything that we get in terms of our ability to create. And so, you know, for me, if I were to see someone that looks more like half the one than I am, uh, if I watch Shark Tank, maybe, <laughs> Mark Cuban is like paying a million dollars just for someone's idea. And I don't say to myself, I wish I was Mark Cuban, or I wish I had a million dollars to invest. I say, well, at the rate that I'm working now, I know I could do X, Y, or Z. So if it's a matter of saying, hey, you know, the business is doing great, um, maybe I need to boost prices up to create exclusivity because, you know, I'm only one person. The operation isn't a sole operation. But because I choose to do the pieces that I like to do, which just happens to be a lot of it, I know that I could get to a certain price point and everyone be comfortable, but I also know just doing the math how many people I need to back up to uh, the dollar amount that I'm so impressed with, you know, and so, you know, recognizing that Mark Cuban didn't start with a million dollars, he had to start somewhere. Uh, so when I work with businesses, I'm always 
working with them in the intention or with the intention of helping them grow to be large companies or larger companies or insanely successful, you know, and, and that's my goal for every entrepreneur consultant that I ever um, had the opportunity to serve. So, you know, for me, it's like, all right, let's just create it. You know, what's stopping us from being in these kinds of positions to where we're looking at someone else as the model, what's stopping us from being the model? So for me, I have like a bunch of small things that I do as, uh, you know, sort of like dangling the carrot in front of my face, if you will. Uh, and I do them all the time. I do them either out of a necessity or I needed some kind of boost or I do them because they're rewarding to me. Uh, so I'll give you an example just to not leave it out there. Um, so my grandmother has been saving $1 bills for maybe like 10 years. So every time she breaks up money, she doesn't send the $1 bills. And if you look at a $1 bill, they're numbered 1 through 12 uh, in the four corners. And she rubber bands up 1 through 12. Um, and so I've been giving her ones for maybe seven years now, eight years now. At one point, it was every $1 bill that I got, I would give to her. Now we're at a point where she has so many that she only needs specific numbers because they're printed uh, not all the same. So like eight are very hard to find, nines are harder to find, for whatever reason, I don't know. Hmm. Um, so she, I call her and get the list of numbers that she needs to complete what she calls her spec. So that's just 12. And so every invoice that I send out or give in, I'll go to the bank and withdraw $101 bills. And I'll take out every number that she needs and maybe five of those and maybe 15 and maybe 25, who knows? But I get joy from being able to go to the bank knowing that I just send an invoice, which means money is coming in, or I receive an invoice back, which means money is there, but I also get to give money to my grandmother, who, you know, has been there for me from the start, but she has a true joy from doing this activity, and this is going for over 10 years now. She's bought, you know, living room, dining room sets, you know, like it adds up really fast. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I get joy in so many, at so many pieces um, throughout just that one thing. And, you know, I'll, I'll always have a bunch of $1 bills laying around the house at a different time. But it's a reflection of the work that I put out. It's a reflection of, you know, taking money out whenever money comes in. And again, it's not like I'm taking 5%. I'm taking $100 out every time that I issue an invoice. Uh, of whatever amount, uh, obviously it's more than a hundred, but the point is I'm able to do multiple things with them. And then, you know, when I have an opportunity to maybe employ like my little brother or something, um, there's plenty of money here for him to have. You know, it, it, it spreads the wealth. It, it tells me like a job has been well done. You've earned your payment because it's way different than going to work and getting a payment. You know, you have to earn everything mm -hmm. when you own a business. You know, no one, no one just gives you anything for showing up. And so, you know, the the motivation is just a little bit different when you have to work so hard for it. Uh, but when you're able to spread it around uh, unselfishly, you know, it feels even better. So, you know, I do little things like that that kind of motivate me. Um, if I didn't go to the grocery store today, I would have gone to the bank. <laughs> you know, it, it was literally one or the other before this call. So, um, you know, again, find something that kind of motivates you in more than just one way, uh, if you can. And it'll, it should inspire you quite a bit. Again, $100 isn't much, but I understand that it may be more than a lot of people are bringing up for any kind of day. Um, you know, and it might be being able to just spread it around. Um, you know, maybe one day that'll be a thousand dollars. You know, I can take the maybe out 
And again, go back to the analogy of Mark Cuban, figure out where the price points need to be for that to be a different dollar amount. Maybe next time, you know, this time next year, instead of one dollar bills, they're five dollar bills. Obviously, it would lose the meaning to, you know, my grandma's relationship. But that's not to say that, um, you know, I'm still saving all of these additional dollars you know, at the same time unless I'm spending them uh, by employing these locally in some kind of way. So, um, you know, it's just it's just a matter of what's important to you. How can you connect all of your worlds together if possible? Um, but I'm able to do that successfully. So, again, when I get paid, everyone else gets paid. And, and I, I'm pretty happy with that. That's great. That's that's the key here is uh, always be serving and thinking of the greater collective. And I just want to reemphasize um, a part where we started with that is, you know, it can happen naturally, especially if someone's just in the practice of beginning to be more mindful um, of their thoughts. I mean, mindfulness is becoming a trending word, which, my goodness, thank you. I'm so happy that it is, one, because that's the world that I work in and I speak on and do workshops in, but also because it's important. Uh, you know, that's, that's the key to it all, be more mindful of our thoughts. And I love, you know, how you shifted and really framed of, okay, if you when you catch yourself having those thoughts of, like, whatever it may be, I'm not enough, I can't do it, or this is going wrong, pausing and immediately filling up with an action. So it's not only, you're not just sitting there saying affirmations all day, which affirmations are great. By all means, I'm not just in affirmations. I am, if you're working with me, you know, we really look at that and we really start to pump in positive affirmations, but also backing those with action. So it's okay, this is, I'm not this, okay, well, now what do you need to, let's remove that vocabulary and put in an action that will bring you towards what it is that you want to be. So I think that was really powerful, too. So thank you for sharing that in addition to that. And that's so sweet you do with your grandma. I didn't know that. That's so nice. <laughs> Love that. Um, amazing. So as we know, you and I can just get lost in time and keep talking forever. And... It's been a privilege to get to do this, and I look forward to doing many more with you, um, if you're open to that. And um, <laughs> um, is there anything else that you want to say you feel is complete before we share how people can find you and connect with you to work with you? Uh, sure. Uh, I guess the theme of this the last maybe seven days for me has been focus. You know, stay focused, get focused, find focus, whatever you do, just have focus uh, in everything that you're doing. Uh, surround yourself with people that can help you, not hinder you, uh, and work for it. You know, I, I've talked with three close friends in the last seven days who all want to do things. I believe they will. Uh, but they're coming to me because they know I can help. They know that I'll provide some sort of uh, benefit from them reflecting, bouncing things off them. So, you know, finding a person or people that can help you in some way, uh, push you in the right direction, and just follow through. And it's all about focus. I love it. And when someone is ready to take their business or their endeavor to the next level or is looking you know, for that resource of all value you bring, um, how does one get in contact with you? Uh, email or phone still works. Uh, <laughs> phone two one five two five one seven one zero three. Email T-M-R-I-I-I at Opportunity, the number two, serve.com, that's O-P-P-O-R-T-U-N-I-T-I-E-S, the number two, F-E-R-V-E. Uh, you can also find me uh, by Tyrone Martin Robinson III on LinkedIn and Facebook. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, and my Facebook business at op 2 serve or O-P-P-2-S. So it stands for up to serve. 
Um, either way, always one way, they all work. <laughs> Amazing. And there'll be uh, all this information of how to get in touch with Ty um, to leverage you and your business because it goes hand in hand. And this one conversation with him will definitely shift your life for the better. Um, they'll all be in the show notes for you. Um, well, my dear friends, it was wonderful doing this call, and uh, thank you again for your time. I look forward to many more. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right, Starshines, that wraps up another episode of Into the Heart Space. As always, thank you for your presence and for your love and for being all that you are. For more information about what we're up to, if you want to explore working more with me one-on-one, whether that's Reiki healing, learning Reiki, or exploring in the other you know, higher consciousness content that's being pumped out there, feel free to check out at heartspace.co or come over and say hello to me personally on Instagram at I am Kelly Keefe. I will see you next time. And as always, be you, be true, and stay beautiful. I love you so, so, so much. Ciao, ciao.